there's an, also another way of looking at time, uh, the, like this notion of deep time or geological time that literally spans millions of years. And when we measure ourselves in comparison to that, it's very evident that we are not seeing the big picture. Welcome to Here's to the Future, a podcast series by Stripe in which we invite artists and thinkers from the Stripe network to share their thoughts about our future. Today we meet with artist Juan Arturo Garcia. In his work, he explores specific ways of living, their biopolitical characteristics and tactics for their representation. His ongoing investigation delves into the correlations between the political, territorial and linguistic implications of cosmopolitanism, the idea that all human beings are members of a single community. Welcome Arturo, thank you for joining me today. First of all, congratulations for being one of the winners of the Stripe X Awards, the award for creative technology that Stripe grants once a year to stimulate the production of new artworks. Later on, I'm eager to know more about what you will develop for next year's festival with the help of this award. But let's kick off with another question. I'm curious to know, would you consider yourself to be an optimist or more of a pessimist? <laughs> Hello. Uh, Hello, everyone. That's a great question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, it, and it's also a very tricky one. Um, and I would have to say um, that um, I guess most of the times um, it's, um, I'm a pessimist in the thinking, but an optimist in the doing. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the thinking, how, how can I... Is it thinking about our future or about your work or yourself maybe? I think it's, well, uh, more about thinking uh, about the, the current state of affairs in, in the world. But, um, I mean, there's no denying that we are in the middle of a lot of crisis and problems. But I still keep the hope that we can actually do something to get out of them. Uh, I wanted to know because... I know you're working on a line of research in which you explore the dreams and nightmares of scientific knowledge. And um, given your previous answer, would you say we will find more dreams or more nightmares in scientific research? Well, I hope uh, I hope more dreams. No? I mean, yeah. uh, but that's that's very tricky. That's I think that's a very tricky question because. Uh, one person's dream can be another one, another person's nightmare. So that's a line that we must tread very carefully. True, that's that's totally true. Um, well, for Stripe Festival 2023, you're conducting a research project that looks into the IANR1 nuclear reactor in Colombia. Yes, and the history of this nuclear reactor uh, goes all the way back to the late 50s. Uh, it was, of course, like the post-war period. Um, the Cold War was already uh, quite quite in place, very well established, uh, and there were uh, other political uh, and social issues in the let's say in the south, uh, in the southern countries or the third world, as uh, scholars of that uh, that look into that period might might uh, might call it um, and it was um, it was used as part of a program called atoms for peace that maybe some 
uh, people actually uh, were around to, to see it with their own eyes. Uh, and it was a bit of a, a mix of science fair slash uh, political propaganda event that took place worldwide. Uh, and uh, an, an event of those happened here in the Netherlands, but it also they also took place in other parts of Europe and in a lot of places in Latin America. And the, I guess the, well, the immediate objective of donating a nuclear reactor to a country like Colombia was uh, to, to prevent it from joining the, the communist bloc. Um, however, uh, another, I guess, unintended consequence was that uh, in a way, Colombia and the other countries that received nuclear reactors as gifts uh, very early on decided to to not follow the 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 guidelines or the the intentions that the U.S. had uh, for those nuclear reactors, and in most cases, other countries started to develop their own their own agendas and their own interests with these with these technologies. And that particular aspect is something that I'm really, uh, really interested in. And you've already done some field work in Colombia and met with some scientists working there. And um, what did you learn from them, or from this first encounter? Maybe. Um, well, the the nuclear scientists at the nuclear reactor in Bogota. Uh, well, they, they I learned first of all like a lot of specificities about their their day to day activities. Uh, they helped me undust a little bit of the physics classes that we that we undertook when we were younger. Um, no, but I think one of the takeaways for me was to see the other side of uh, what a nuclear uh, facility can actually do. And in this case, it's well, it's a nuclear reactor. It's a rather small one. But it's only it can only be just used for research purposes, and in this specific case, it is used to study geological samples. So basically, to, to get uh, to obtain knowledge about uh, about their territory. Yeah, I didn't really know that there were a lot of nuclear research facilities actually around the world. There appears to be around eight hundred. We just googled that. Yes, <laughs> um, but. Um, what do you hope to be the outcome of your research at this kind of facilities? Well, I think the, the nuclear, this nuclear facility is um, um, just one part of the conversation that I want to be having. Um, and the other part of the conversation being the relationship that we have with, uh, with, with the environment. Uh, and I think this is a very uh, delicate, a very interesting also uh, way of, of, of thinking about, uh, let's say, planet Earth, because we tend to focus on what has happened in, in time spans of 5, 10, 50, maybe 100 years uh, there's an, also another way of looking at time, uh, like this notion of deep time or geological time that literally spans millions of years. And when we measure ourselves in comparison to that, it's very evident that we are 
not seeing the big picture. So I think that's one of the that that's the a connection that I want to make in this in this project. And how do you think we should listen to our Earth? I think we still need to learn how to do it. Yeah. Um, well, this also resonates with the theme, of course, the art of listening, uh, the theme of Strike Festival 2023. Uh, and you are, of course, um, doing research on the more scientific way of listening. But um, earlier on, um, you mentioned also more um, alternative ways of listening. Can you maybe tell us a little bit more about that? Yes. Um, well, we were talking about the relationship that that uh, or the, the first ideas that we that come to our minds when we, when we talk about nuclear technology um, and for some uh, reason or another like those images are almost always like catastrophic um, I, I mean I know I won't deny that uh, that there are big dangers in working with nuclear technology however um, I want to, uh, to 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 delve into another possibility that doesn't only look at the past, uh, but actually looks uh, looks into the future. And uh, uh, a notion that that has been guiding me in this uh, process of thinking uh, could be, I guess, best summed in a term called. Uh, Contaminated fiction by uh, a science fiction uh, uh, scholar Anindita Banerjee, and contaminated fiction basically uh, looks at uh, at the implications of nuclear technology, but uh, in a way that we that that can be used to deal with not only the past and the present, but also into. Uh, into the future, into speculative uh, relationships with with uh, with that technology, but also within ourselves, uh, between us and the environment, and how we can actually use this uh, this 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 topic, this technology, in a way that uh, that we always have it present, that we are always looking at it, and how it can change our perception of. Uh, and, and possibilities of thinking of other uh, of other ways of living. And do you think that nuclear technology is um, the future, so to say, or are there other ways of um, maybe scientific or maybe non-scientific research that we can maybe explore a little bit more? Also, uh, well, I guess that depends on uh, on on what side, what aspect of nuclear. Uh, you you you're thinking about. I mean, well, let's let's give an example. Earlier today, we uh, spoke about your project a little bit more, and you told us that um, with nuclear technology, we can do research on air quality, the quality of air and pollution. Yes. Um, so if we we talk about this kind of research, mm-hmm. um, no, I guess the thing with uh, with this and with uh, as well as with any other uh, type of technology is that. Uh, we we shouldn't just look at these pieces of, re- of technology alone or in themselves. I mean, because they're just a tool. 
and the tool can be used either for its intended purposes or for unintended purposes. Uh, uh, the consequences of its use can be uh, foreshadowed in some cases, in others not. But the idea, I think, uh, is to all to make responsible use of these technologies uh, and not use them for for the wrong sake, but also trying to to look into uh, the implications. Uh, that those tools might have in, in our environment, for example. Of course, your, your research now is um, uh, an ongoing project for you, and I can imagine that it's, it feels quite um, maybe intimate in a way because it's yours, but at Strike Festival you'll present it yes. uh, to a lo- larger audience. And what do you hope, or what do you, yeah, what do you hope that people will take from your project from your research? Uh, well, it's a lovely question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, one thing is, uh, uh, it's, I think it's important uh, for, for me at least to share that, uh, that, that science, that is something that we can relate to. And I want to, I would like to explain a little bit of, of science as as political history and not uh, as a thing in itself. So th- I guess that would be the first uh, objective that I would like to, to achieve. And secondly, how that political history is attached to specific territories, to specific regions in, in the planet. Okay. I'm really looking forward to your work at the festival and the outcome of the research. And thank you for this conversation. Thank you for having me. You listen to Here's to the Future, a podcast by Stripe, an Eindhoven-based organization that wants to set up an open dialogue with the public, artists, designers, media makers and thinkers about the relationship between people, experimental technology, society and the future.